Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Nice. My name is Shivani. I'm Miranda. We and my have- name is Tony Morstetter. <laughs> yeah, we have a special guest today, and we are so excited to introduce who we have today. It's super exciting. And Miranda, would you like to? Yeah, I feel like I wrote up a. No, I didn't write up a thing. Okay, Tony is the CEO at Boys and Girls Club. He is also a father and a husband. And how much experience did you say you have in the business world? I think I wrote it down, but I don't have it off the top of my head. Um, So in this industry, in the nonprofit industry, I started as a volunteer um, back in late 2012, early 2013. And um, ever since then, I've been involved with nonprofits and I actually took over as a CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of Bloomington Normal in January of 2017. Nice. Yeah. So this is Tony Morsetter. We're very, very lucky to have him on the episode today. He's going to talk to us a little bit about the nonprofit world and the um, nonprofit that he runs in town, the Boys and Girls Club of Bloomington Normal. And we're super excited to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone listening um, that doesn't know what the Boys and Girls Clubs is, what, how would you describe that to someone? Uh, yeah, great question. Um, so our mission is to empower all young people, especially those who need us most, to reach their full potential as productive, caring, responsible citizens. Um, you know, what that is, it's, it's really a, um, a way to say we're here, we're a safe place for kids to be um, between school and home. You know, we want to provide our kids, members, youth throughout the community an opportunity to have a safe place to be, to continue to develop as young adults. So that way, whatever their goals, their dreams are, they have the ability to support, build supportive relationships that really can help foster and develop that confidence, that hope that they can accomplish their dreams. Wow, I love that. That's amazing. Um, so what made you decide to um, run this organization and how did you get into it? Well, first of all, I, I, you, you mentioned running this organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I joke um, kind of half-heartedly, you know, we don't run the place. The kids run the organization. <laughs> We're just here to make sure they're safe. Um, but no, um, at an early age, I knew that um, what I wanted to do in life, I wanted to work with young people. Um, I'm the oldest of four, four children. Um, I was taught at a very early age um, how to be responsible, what it took to take care and to, to be a positive leader, a positive role model for my siblings. And looking at what career I wanted to embark on or pursue, um, you know, I loved art. You know, art was my passion um, and I wanted to combine art with working with young people So I went to school to become an art therapist. Uh, My first job out of college was at the juvenile detention center here in McLean Mm -hmm. County. And um, during that time, I developed an art therapy program at the detention center. So, you know, working with young people, I, that, I love that job. Um, That was my first experience really in a career. Um, Unfortunately, life happens and it took me a different direction. Um, And everything that I did, you know, I kind of still had that passion for youth, the passion for kids. Um, So my wife and I started to have a family. 
And as they began to grow older, started volunteering, coaching, um, active in their sporting events, things of that nature. And then in 2013, uh, when I started volunteer, uh, volunteering here at the club, I really kind of got back into where my passion um, was. So. so did you take a break kind of from nonprofit stuff and work in like the regular business industry? Yep. So um, after I left the juvenile detention center, um, I went back and worked with a good friend. Um, he owned a, a meat locker or butcher shop um, in Eureka. And so I helped him out. Um, we were looking to explore some business opportunities there, which led me out to the sales world. Um, in 2013, I started a career as a financial advisor. And really, that's what I was going to do the rest of my life. Um, do that, volunteer, be part of our community, um, be a positive role model for my, my children. And... Um, you know, so starting to volunteer here at the Boys and Girls Club, I joined the board of directors and it, it led me to um, provide me an opportunity to really wake up every morning and feel like I'm able to live my dream. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you think that your time within like the corporate world helped any of like the skills that you learned there? Did it apply to helping you um, just really put all this together for yourself? Absolutely. I think that no matter what experience you have in life, whether it be work, whether it be relationships that you build, friendships that you build, or just simply maturing as a, as a young adult, you know, taking those opportunities to glean those lessons from and apply them to everything that you do in life. So yeah, absolutely. Everything that I've done has helped me prepare to work, to be where I am today. That's awesome. I have a so she asked what helped you. Were there things that were like super surprisingly different in the business world, like the business world versus the nonprofit world, things that were shocked to find that were different? Um, you know, I'll say the biggest difference or what, what shocks me the most, um, you know, it takes time to become familiar with any business, with any uh, a job that, that you, um, you pursue. Um, but over time, what I found is, you know, the, the, the world as a whole really has this feeling or this belief that nonprofits are, you know, these lovey-dovey organizations, you know, we want to save the world, which is great. And we do, we want to, you know, we want to help all, all youth, but um, you know, what, what's difficult for many people to understand is we have to operate as a business as well. You know, in order for us to sustain our operations, to continue to grow, to, to reach more youth in our community, there's a business component to everything that we do. Kind of jumping off the differences, what does a typical work day or like work week look like for you? <laughs> Great question. Um, you know, I, I think that that's the benefit of being able to work and love what I do. You know, I, I guess I should use the term work because um, I, I do, I enjoy every single day. Um, and every single day throws different curveballs at you. Um, you know, there might be a day where I'm hunkered down in an office because I'm working on um, financial reports, budgeting, um, communication, whatever that may be. But then there's many days where I'm out in the community building relationships to really strengthen not only the Boys and Girls Club, but strengthen our community as a whole. 
And then I also have the pleasure and the ability to be out, to be able to go out and visit with the kids and say hi and learn about them and really get to meet them and, and share time with them as well. That's awesome. So you mentioned um, like strengthening the community as a whole. Are there like specific activities that you do to do that? Um, I would say not nothing specifically. Um, you know, we try to be as active and as engaged in different community events, you know, whether it be networking, whether it be through the chamber, through other corporations to really, you know, bring that support um, into our club. Because, you know, as, as, a, as a father, um, I know that it's going to take 10 times for me to tell my, my kids to do something before they, they finally do it. So the more people that we can bring into the club to build those positive supporter relationships with our kids, um, the greater opportunities they have. And um, they're not always going to connect with everybody. So, you know, there's different teachers, different coaching styles, and we don't always relate to every single math teacher or every single English teacher. We all have our favorites. And to be able to build that relationship and know that, hey, I can go and talk to Miss Jenny or I can go and talk to Mr. Chris or Mr. Doty and he'll listen and he'll support me. So really, the more people we have involved in that that effort, the greater um, the possibilities are for our young, young adults. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, like just building a really good connections to spread the word. I found that, at least for me, is like really um, it makes a, more of an impact when you can actually like talk to people and they like connect with you one-on-one. -on -one, so that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Miranda, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so you're talking kind of almost about like marketing and like getting people into the boys and girls club team and fundraising and all that stuff. So based on like my college education, nonprofit marketing is super different from like regular marketing. Would you agree with that? Um, I, I wouldn't disagree. Okay. Um, so I'll say, and I, Miranda, I think you and I have spoken about this, um, you know, looking at, you know, really showing the community the impact that we make um, or that we have on our, our um, the young people's lives is important, you know, because in order for us to operate, in order for us to be sustainable as a business, um, we ask the community to support us financially. Um, you know, if there's three things we ask, it's time, treasure, and talent, right? So we have many volunteers that come in and they donate their time. We have many volunteers that come in and they donate their talents. They share their talents with our kids. Um, being a nonprofit, which is a little bit different than the corporate world, is we don't have a, um, you know, a product to sell. So we can increase the cost of our goods to bring in more revenue to support our organization. We have to go out and we have to find grant funding. We have to go out and we have to share our impact, the impact that we're making in our community. So that way it's a, the, the club is viable and, and the community wants to support us financially. And really I think tying our mission, our impact into that marketing provides us an opportunity to educate our community so that way they do support us. So. Do you mind if I ask another question, Shavani, or do you Go for it, go for it. I was gonna ask, like, there's so many nonprofits in like our community, in I guess the country in general. Do you 
do people have like a sense of burnout or like is it hard to get people when there's so many different places they can donate to yeah you know and that's one thing i think is important um for for everybody to know I would love for every single resident of McLean County, of Bloomington Normal, to support the Boys and Girls Club, right? But everybody has their own passions. They have their own loves, right? So for me to go to somebody who um, may love animals and say, no, you have to support the Boys and Girls Club, that's not fair. Because the Humane Society, Wishbone, all the, all the organizations that support animals, they need that support too. Um, we would like our entire community to be aware of what we do and who we are and know that, you know, our members are going to be successful, productive, caring citizens. Um, but yeah, you know, wherever your passion, wherever your heart is, um, I wouldn't discourage anybody from, from following that passion and supporting um, those missions, organizations as well. So kind of jumping off that question, what do you think would be your greatest or yeah, your greatest challenge for and be, making, you know, I guess, residents within McLean County aware of what you do? That's a great question. So I'll go back to um, you know, our, our revenue. So a lot of our revenues from individual private donations, um, you know, we do have grant revenue, but um, you know, we want to make sure that we're good stewards of our resources. So the community supports us, you know, the grants support us. And we want to make sure that every dollar that comes into the club is invested into the, into the program. Right. Um, what is difficult is, you know, with a team of eight full-time staff and 32 part-time employees, um, our part-time staff, they're the ones that are, are you know, working with our, our youth um, on a regular basis. Our full-time employees are really the administrative piece. But to think of eight individuals going out into a community of 160,000 people, it's difficult for the eight of us to go and, and, and talk to every single person in our community. So the more that we can gather groups, the more that we can network, the more that we can build that advocacy effort for what we do and for the youth in our community, the greater that that message will spread. Got it. So I have a flip side question. Um, what do you, um, how would you define a successful nonprofit organization? Um, a successful nonprofit organization. So, you know, obviously we have a mission, right? And if we are following that mission, that's, that's, you know, number one, right? You know, a lot of the times what we try to do is we try to solve all the issues. We try to start to drift outside of what our mission really is. And what happens is um, we start to lose focus of what our true purpose is and what, what that vision is. Um, and so we've been very strategic about this is our mission and our vision. And we have a number of great other organizations, corporations in our community that are experts in those other areas and bring them in to partner with us for those collaborative efforts. We will never be great at everything, but we know what we're good at and we'll continue to do that. 
Um, and a measure of success is, you know, really when you go out and you visit with the kids. Um, I share the story. Um, I had a, there's a young lady who's a member here and I was a volunteer football coach and she happened to be a cheerleader for that same team. And so she came up to me one day here at the club and she said, you know, Mr. Tony, you know who my favorite coach is? And I'm thinking that this is one of her cheerleading coaches. And she leaned in and she gave me a hug and she said, it's, it's you, Mr. Tony, I love you. So that, that story alone, um, you know, we know we're successful. We know that we've made an impact in that young lady's life. And she has the ability, she has the confidence that if she needs help, she knows that she can come back and talk to Mr. Tony and get that support, get that pat on the back. So that way she knows that she can continue to go on and pursue her dreams. Awesome. We talked about this a little prior to our meeting. Um, is it ever like challenging being like one of the eight people who are kind of outside of like working with the kids? Like, do you ever face any challenges of heart or mindset by not being able to work with them every day? Um, yes, you know, so we talked about the part-time staff. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope that everybody that works for our organization, whether they be a paid employee or a volunteer, has a passion to support youth. Um, if they don't have that passion, they're, they're in the wrong spot, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, those that work with our kids on a daily basis, you know, they see it. They're interacting. They're enjoying the relationships that, that they're building. But as you look at the different levels in an organization, at my level, I know that I can go out and spend time with the kids. But then when I'm sitting in the office and I'm doing some of that administrative work, I know that it's got a, a direct impact, but you're not physically engaged or active with the kids like a lot of us enjoy to do. You know, I have the ability to go out and fill my bucket by spending time with the kids. Um, but not everybody has that ability to, to know that I have to do these reports and these reports drive me crazy, mm-hmm. but these reports help provide the funding. They make an impact in our kids. So, yeah, so it, it is a different difficult. The further away from the kids you get, the more difficult it becomes to, to really know that you're still making that impact. Yeah. Um, so how has your organization been affected by COVID if at all or? Probably was. Oh, yeah. Great question. Um, I, I firmly believe in the strength of our Bloomington normal community. Um, you know, my wife and I moved to Bloomington in 2001. Um, we knew that we wanted to raise our family here. And when I took over as a CEO here, I really understood how blessed we were to live in our community. Um, COVID impacted us. Um, you know, I think that no matter who you are, where you are, it affected us in some way. It had an impact in everybody's life, right? We can take those challenges the way that that's impacted us and we can let them weigh us down or we can take those challenges and we can learn from them and help us to grow. And I'm proud to say that I think that everybody in our organization did our best to take those lessons and grow from them. Um, you know, our community stepped up. They supported us over this past year. We did everything that we could to still maintain relationships and engagement with our kids and our families. Um, it was difficult. It was different. 
but we served more kids last year than what we had served in any previous year. So we served over 500 more youth in our community than what we served in any, any um, previous year. So we were able to continue to grow. Um, another big impact that we've seen is the mental health services. So in the summer of 2020, um, we had 17 mental health referrals um, to, to amazing community partners. And that's more than any two or three previous years that we'd ever seen before. And we know that that need's gonna continue to grow. So part of our strategic vision is to really focus on behavioral mental health, social emotional development, and really bring those programs in to support our kids' needs. That's awesome. Oh, I'm a huge mental health nerd, so I really enjoy that. Um, do you ever see, because Boys and Girls Club is part of a larger organization, right? Do they, like, help with the smaller details, or are they more of a overall? That's a great question. So the, our local chapter is, um, is part of Boys and Girls Clubs of America. Um, so we have a national organization. Um, which allows us great opportunities, you know, not only brand recognition, but, you know, Boys and Girls Clubs of America provide us with resources that help us really sustain, um, build, and grow our programs. But what's, uh, what's great about our relationship with our national organization is they give us the autonomy to do what's right for our community. So to say Bloomington Normal, you have to do it this way, and this way that you have to do it, it's the same way they're, they're doing it in Chicago or in major metro areas. Um, it's not fair to communities. They trust that we know what our community needs. We, they trust that we, we know what our families and our, our kids need. And they allow us the ability to be flexible in our approach and how we deliver our programs and the programs that we offer. Um, and, you know, we have a plethora of resources that we can connect with to help support our organization locally. Yeah. Are there any um, organizations that you were influenced by or inspired by to, I guess, do the things that do the things the way that you do within your organization? Are there um, like leadership qualities that you use <laughs> if that makes any sense? Yes. Um, you know, like I said, I think every opportunity that I've, I've been a part of, um, you know, I, I mentioned COVID, but, you know, every career, every job, every interaction that I've had, whether it be a volunteer opportunity or sitting on a, a board or a networking group, I try to use those to, to help myself grow as a person and as a professional. Um, so I'll say, I mean, there's many um, positives and there's many negative experiences that I've had that helped me help me kind of get to where I am. Um, I'll never give up learning. I'll never give up growing because um, I think that you know that's something that's important. If we're complacent in who we are and what we're doing, um, we're not doing our organization. We're not serving our youth and our community to the greatest of our ability. Uh, Miranda, did you have any other questions? Um, I can ask, well, how would you recommend, like, if someone wants to do nonprofit work, mm -hmm. 
and they aren't sure where to start because I know that sometimes it's hard um, to make good money or to find a nonprofit that you enjoy. How would you recommend to start that search? That's a great question. Um, I think you have to do a little bit of soul searching, um, a little bit of uh, personal reflection on where you believe your, your interests are, right? Um, so if I know, if I knew at a young age that I wanted to support, um, or work with adolescents and I went, um, out to the, the coast and I started some kind of marine biology program where I was working with animals, that might not be the direction that I, that I, that I love. Right. Um, so find out where your passion is, what your interests are and Miranda, like yourself, you know, reach out. You know, you don't know unless you ask. And the, the worst thing that's going to happen is somebody to say, Miranda, I'm sorry, we just don't have an opportunity for you right now. But come back to us next summer, come back to us next, you know, in a month, in a quarter, and we'll see if we can, you know, there's an opportunity. Um, you know, I would say, you know, don't be afraid to volunteer. Don't be afraid to, you know, that's a great way to learn about an organization. You know, a lot of our volunteers, um, a number of our, our um, members go on to become employees here um, and cont continue to support our program um, and become great mentors for our youth. And they've already built, you know, established that relationship. So it's a it's an easy transition. Um, you know, you don't have to jump in and say, you know, this is what I want to do for a career. Um, there's always opportunities to volunteer. And I would say that's a great start. Um, you know, internships are another amazing opportunity. You know, we live in a community where we have Illinois State University, Illinois Wesleyan University, Heartland Community College, and we have great partnerships with all of those uh, colleges and universities, which really help us strengthen our program. So for anyone, you kind of answered this, but for anyone who wants to get involved in Boys and Girls Club, what's a good way to get started and to get in contact with the organization? Yep. So um, obviously two, two easy ways. Um, yeah, we are on social media. You can always follow us on social media. Um, another avenue would uh, check out our website. Um, our website is bgcbn.org. So the acronym Boys Girls Club Bloomington Normal.org. Um, or give us a call. You know, our phone number is 309-829-3034. And um, speak with anybody here. We'd be happy to come out, um, give you a tour, and, and teach a little bit more about the club. Awesome. Yeah, so we're coming down to our final minutes in the episode. Um, thank you so much for joining us here today. Yeah. yeah, this was amazing. It was so nice to learn about the things that are happening in the community. I honestly didn't know too much about it, so I feel enlightened and I know a lot more, <laughs> but it's amazing. Um, we'll definitely have all of your links in the description. So to anyone listening, definitely check them out and um, don't be afraid to get involved in the community because we need more people. We love it. Yeah. And, yep, absolutely. Do you have anything you want to say to us or to the viewers before we do our little wrap up? Yeah, so, so I see Miranda here. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be seeing you soon. You come out and check out the club. Yeah, I would. I'd be happy to. Honestly, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, that, no, there's a there's a lot of exciting things that go on here at the club. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I talked a lot about what we do. Um, you know, part of my job as the leader of an organization is to look at that that future vision. So try to bring that that five, that ten, that fifteen year vision 
into our organization and help motivate um, and inspire our team to continue to pursue and um, you know work towards that vision. Um, and we have a we have a pretty big vision for the future of our community. So um, one thing that uh, that we're working on right now is um, you know over the past four years we've seen a a, a, a growing waiting list. You know, and if there's anything that keeps us up at night, it's, you know, not allowing or not having the capacity for those kids who want a safe place to be, for those families who need a safe place for their kids to be, for us to be able to serve them. So we are looking to be able to serve more youth in our community in a greater capacity and um, greater quality programs. Um, so stay tuned. Um, I will say, you know, follow us on social media. Because as things progress, as we work towards this vision, there will be some pretty exciting announcements um, coming up about the future uh, of the Boys and Girls Club of Bloomington and really the future of our community. Awesome. We'll definitely have all the links in our description so they can check it all out. So that'd be amazing. I definitely want to be um, part of that when it happens. That'd be amazing. Um, so yeah, we're at the end of our episode. And we, uh, to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed. And if you have any questions, don't be afraid to reach out. Be amazing. Um, Miranda, do you have anything else you want to add? I'm all good. If you want to do your little wrap up thing, I'm all good. <laughs> Alrighty. So if you guys have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach us at farfromnormal2020 um, at gmail.com. And we have an Instagram at farfromnormalpodcast, um, which is farfromnormal, not podcast. There we go. And there's also a Google survey and the Instagram. So you can also reach out and enter in all your information there. Also send us questions. Engage with us on Instagram as well on, as on YouTube. We have little comment section there. Let, leave us a comment and like and subscribe. And yes, we will see you in the next episode. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. We love you. Thank you.